Will Oklahoma State football win six games, ten games, or land somewhere in between? I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And as we've hit kind of the lull of summertime with uh, baseball, softball, it's overthinking and overanalyzing. And at this point in the summer, what I think Oklahoma State can do uh, with their schedule coming up for next season. How many games they can win, how many games are going to be close, and uh, all of that kind of moving forward. So, uh, quick look at the schedule, and then we'll break each game down uh, one by one. Uh, They'll start the season against Central Arkansas. Uh, That game is at home. Then they will travel to Arizona State to take on Ames to take on Iowa State, then at home back-to-back weeks against K-State and Kansas, and then travel to West Virginia, home against Cincinnati and OU in back-to-back weeks in the season, uh, the last three games against three new teams coming into the Big 12. They go to Florida then uh, to take on UCF, then Houston in Houston, the only Texas team they play, and then BYU, that game is at home. So kind of looking at the schedule overall, what I see is, one, they uh, they don't have to play Baylor, they don't have to play TCU, they don't play Texas, and they don't play Texas Tech. The second thing I see is that they get K-State, KU, OU, and BYU all at home. West Virginia is probably their toughest road game. So favorable schedule as far as teams they play and then who's at home and who's on the road. The third thing I see in this, uh, what I see from this, is that they have to travel a lot. They go all the way to Tempe to take on Arizona State. They have to go to Ames. They have to go on the opposite side of the United States to Morgantown. They have to go to Orlando, and they have to go to Houston. So they are essentially, in the point of the season, going almost all the way over to the West Coast and all the way over to the East Coast and then taking another trip down south on the East when they have to go to Orlando to take on UCF and then, of course, their trip to Houston, the second-to-last game of the season. So it is a lot of miles on the road for Oklahoma State, but it's it's fairly spread out. It's home, away, home, away, home, home, away, home, home, away, away, home. So that's how those those games look. So only two road games back-to-back, and everything else is spread out by home games. Matter of fact, uh, outside of the trip to Arizona State, the other two um, have back-to-back home games after the, the road trip. That's two Ames and two Morgantown. So travel is a lot, but it's not all at once. It's very spread out. And outside of OU and Kansas State, and potentially Kansas. The schedule, uh, opponent-wise, isn't the most difficult. Some other things to think about uh, with this Oklahoma State team is the changes they went through. Brand-new defensive coordinator. They lost a lot defensively and offensively through the transfer portal. They brought a couple of new pieces in. There's some returning players. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what Brian Nardo is going to do 
on the defensive side of the ball as a new DC. What will Alan Bowman do? Guy that hadn't played much the last couple of years was at Michigan, was at Texas Tech before. Very familiar with the Big 12. Coming back to the Big 12 uh, with a coach that is offensive-minded like Mike Gundy, I think it'll be good for Bowman. I don't think Bowman coming in is going to be a weak point. I certainly don't think Bowman is worse than what we saw last year, especially down the stretch. So a disappointing season for Oklahoma State last year after starting 6-1, and one, really falling apart in the last half of the season. Injuries were a big part of that. And I think that if this Oklahoma State team can stay healthy this year, they have a chance to compete again for the Big 12 title. Now, looking at the Big 12, I don't know who the best team is going to be. Uh, It it could be OU, but they were not good last year. It could be K-State, the defending Big 12 champs, but they lost a lot. Uh, Senior-wise, they do bring back a quarterback. It could be TCU, but... uh, after they made it to the national uh, championship game and then lost to Georgia, they lost a lot, including uh, their best running back, their quarterback, and their top wide receiver. Uh, Texas hasn't been back in forever, so I think it's too early for the new the new teams to really make an impact in Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU. So th- there's a lot to think about. Um, with with how the Big 12 is going to shake up, and and I'm I, I think this year, uh, unless a team like TCU surprises, I think it'll be a team that's like maybe two or three losses that wins the Big 12, especially with the addition of the four new schools and the schedules being a little different. So so let's start looking at this game by game. We'll go through here. First game of the season, they take on Central Arkansas. It's the second time they've ever faced off against. Central Arkansas, I believe the Bears of Central Arkansas. Uh, they won their only matchup. Oklahoma State did five. They have lost six games against Power Five opponents since 2012. Uh, they're an FCS school, so uh, I don't see a problem for Oklahoma State, who is perfect 14 and 0 against. FCS schools, so give me the Cowboys starting the season 1-0. and Then they travel to Tempe. This is an interesting game for me. Uh, they're 34-17. Uh, they are 2-2 two and two all-time against the Sun Devils of Arizona State, and Arizona State went through uh, some changes themselves. Uh, Kenny Dillingham, uh, the new head coach, after, uh, after they fired uh, Herm Edwards, uh, Dillingham was the offensive crowd uh, a bit, but the head coach now at Arizona State, I think because of the changes they've made and the fact that it's early in the season, um, I think that the head coaching advantage, the experience of Mike Gundy is the edge there. Um, and and in their first trip uh, to Arizona State since 1990 season, this one also uh, should be a game that Oklahoma State wins. They're taking on South Alabama. It's the third ever matchup against South Alabama, the first since 2018 in a game in which they won 55-13. South Alabama is coming off its best season yet since moving up to the FBS. They were uh, 10-3 last year, but I don't think it makes a difference. Uh, And I think Oklahoma State goes undefeated in their out-of-conference play and starts the season 3-0. Interesting uh, games to talk about here. Uh, Looking at 
Iowa State. You got to travel up to Ames. Man, do I hate playing in Jack Trice Stadium. Um, Iowa State, not great last year. Oklahoma State won that game 20-14. to Oklahoma State leads that series all-time 34-20-3. But I think this loss of the season, I think Oklahoma State falls in this one. They're 3-1. and They start out 0-1 in Big 12 play. Um, the last time Oklahoma State was in Ames, uh, Iowa State won 24-21. It was a close one. And I just don't think just the fact that Ames and the mystique that it holds and the fact that you're going to make make a trip, the first one of the season, um, in conference play, your first conference game, you're going to lose. I think they lose um, to, to Iowa State. They lose to the Cyclones and start the season 3-1. and one. But they're going to bounce back. This is probably maybe my boldest prediction of... Uh, the the schedule, uh, especially to this point, but I think just kind of as I've looked over it, I think that they beat Kansas State. Uh, they lost last year, forty-eight to zero. They last year's really bad showing, and the fact that this game is at home, I think they can they beat Kansas State and improve to four and one, pick up their first Big Twelve win of the season, and uh, just because starters on offensive defense, they they lost a bit the run game. Um, they lost some stuff, like I said, on defense, some guys that have gone to the NFL. And I think because of how bad the loss was last year, they're going to bounce back and uh, and and win this game against K-State and, again, start the season 4-1. and one. Now, this one is maybe the most interesting game. The game I kind of have a hard scene. Uh, Oklahoma State time 41-30-2. And uh, Kansas was very good to start last year. They started 5-0. and Then they had the injury to Jalen Daniels, who I think might have a chance, if he stays healthy, to push for a Heisman opportunity. And to do that, you have to beat teams like Oklahoma State on the road. So I think KU, because they're kind of like a dark horse candidate, in my opinion, to to maybe win and healthy, they're going to look really good this season, and I think the Big Twelve is wide open. So, I'm I'm actually going to predict them beating Oklahoma State in this game, which drops Oklahoma State to four and two, and then they're going to lose back to back games. I don't have them winning uh, in Morgantown. Uh, West Virginia won last year, twenty four nineteen. It's nine and five all time. Oklahoma State leads this one, and uh, but I just don't think I don't think they're going to win on the road. Um, I just don't like this Oklahoma State team on the road to be two Big Twelve games uh, against opponents that they're more familiar with in the Big Twelve. Um, but winning games in Morgantown in Ames, I don't see them doing that, and so I think this drops Oklahoma State to 4-3. and three. Then they'll take on Cincinnati at home. The last time these two teams faced off was 1983, and Oklahoma State won that game 27-17. to uh, They lead the series 2-1 and one all time. There's a new head coach for Cincinnati. Scott Satterfield is there um, after Luke Fickle took the Wisconsin job. I think Oklahoma State wins this game, and becomes five and three improves to five and three coaching advantage the fact that they're more used to playing in the big 12 the fact that Cincinnati's new new coach I just I think since he's going to struggle this year because of all of that so give it uh, give me the uh, give me the Cowboys in this one then the OU game and I would love Oklahoma State game ever see my fingers are crossed Unless it's a bowl game, it's the last Bedlam game we ever see. 
That's that's my hopes. I I don't ever want to play OU again. I never want to see them again. I don't care about the Sooners. They can leave for the SEC. We already beat Texas in our last ever game with them. I would love to win the last game for Bedlam. I don't think OU is going to be very good. I don't think that Dylan Gabriel is the answer to compete in their last season in the Big 12 and their first season in the SEC. I could be very wrong. I don't think I am. I'm going to predict that Oklahoma State at home gets the last laugh and wins Bedlam for the last time with both these two teams sharing a conference before OU heads to the SEC to be mediocre there. I'm picking Oklahoma State to win, and that makes them 6-3. and three. Probably, you could argue that this is my hottest take instead of the K-State, uh, but I just, I don't see OU bouncing back. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't think they're going to be good enough offensively to bounce back, and I, my Gundy wants, he wants that last win. That hasn't mattered much, but I, I, w- I just, this is more of a hope than a prediction, um, but I, I, I cannot, uh, it'll make me sick to lose another one, but it'll also make me happy because it's over. This isn't one of those don't cry because it's over, smile because it's happened. This is a cry because it's happened and smile because it's over. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. After Bedlam, Oklahoma State heads back on the road to take on, for the first time ever, UCF. Never faced the Knights before. And uh, this is, I think, a game that Oklahoma State uh, loses. I think under Gus Malzahn, this will be a very good offensive team. It's a long road trip for the Cowboys, plus an emotional game coming off of Bedlam. I think that they're going to drop this this game against UCF. I think UCF could be the best performing team out of those new teams coming into the Big 12. You know, Gus Malzahn, familiar with being part of a Power 5 conference, and they've got some talent there on the offensive side of the ball. I think they can definitely score with Big 12 teams, and so, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick them in this one. So that will drop Oklahoma State to 6-4. and four. I think they beat Houston to improve to 7-4, and four, despite Dan Holgerson, um, who's very familiar with Oklahoma State, very familiar with the Big 12. Holgerson didn't fare uh, that great. Um, two and five in his time with the Mountaineers. Um, I think uh, you know Oklahoma State's gonna going to even up the uh, all-time series. Houston does lead this one 10, 10, 9, and one. So I think after this matchup, it'll be ten, ten, and one. Houston did win the last matchup, which was all the way back in 09, 45 to thirty five. Um, so, but Oklahoma State seven and four, and then I think they end the season. Eight and four, they beat BYU to to wrap up the season with a couple of back to back wins. Uh, finish eight and four, put themselves in a good spot. Probably not as great as Oklahoma. Some Oklahoma State fans would want to see, but I certainly think a pretty good standing uh, based upon what they did last season, all they lost and all they brought in. So uh, when you look at the all-time record, this will be the third matchup for these two teams. Oklahoma State leads uh, 2-0, and they won their last matchup back in 1976. It's been a while, 49 
to 21. Uh, that was uh, the two matchups came 1974 in the Fiesta Bowl and 19 stuff for you. Uh, we will see um, what BYU looks like. They're 18 and 21 all time against uh, the Big 12 teams from the Big 12 in in previous years. I like BYU. They're probably my the second te- team, secondly, or how do I want to say this? They're the second BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Oklahoma State again, eight and forty in the season. That's a decent bowl game. They'll be one of the top four teams uh, in the Big Twelve. I think UCF could surprise some people. I do not think Texas and OU are going to be good. I don't know about Baylor. I'm not really sure. And and TCU lost a lot to try to repeat as being as good as they were last year. So that's kind of how I think things break up uh, as we sit in the month of June. Um, several still several weeks before the season, but at this point, it's it's the speculative anonymous reports. Uh, anonymous reports, which are are a fun thing to talk about because it's the thing that fuels the off season. And one anonymous report uh, that was um, mentioned recently, aimed at Mike Gundy, was from um, an anonymous. I think it was a head coach, uh, a fellow Big Twelve. Yeah, anonymous Big Twelve coach. Uh, here's the quote from him. Uh, it says, "Probably the most confusing team in the entire league." which I won't argue with. Uh, They can beat the crap out of you or beat themselves the same way. It really just depends on the week. For having a veteran coach, they struggle to stay consistent. I 100% agree with that. Uh, That's been the case like all of Mike Gundy's career. Quarterback Alan Bowman could work out, but he did a few years back bringing in Mike Yersich from a small school. He says, I'd worry less about the small school hire and more about rebuilding from scratch using the portal. So that's the, the quote from the anonymous Big 12 coach. And I actually tweeted about this. Um, you can check out my Twitter, at Dr. Jordan, D-O-C-T-A-J-O-R-D-A-N, if you want to follow me over there. Um, but I tweeted because, I, and I said that saying that they were confusing and inconsistent uh, is is pretty spot on and as an example I used the corn dog year when Taylor Cornelius was there Oklahoma State was 7 and 6 that season and their wins came against 17th ranked Boise State 6th ranked Texas 7th ranked West Virginia and 24th ranked Missouri in the Cotton Bowl so they beat teams they certainly should not have and they lost to teams that they should have beaten. I mean, you look at when you're winning. If you were to tell me you went into a season and you beat uh, four ranked teams, two in the top ten, I'd say, oh, you, you're probably a ten and two team, right? No, no, they weren't. They were seven and six. So Gundy has always struggled to stay consistent. It's been a problem with his quarterback play uh, inconsistency, like it funnels down. Mason Rudolph was one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks ever at Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders came right after him, horribly inconsistent as well. I mean, Sanders could could throw for 300, four touchdowns and be perfect, or he could go out there and throw three picks. Rudolph was wildly the same way. And outside of Brandon Whedon, no quarterback has ever been consistent for Oklahoma State. So inconsistency is about the only thing that's been consistent for the Cowboys, and I, I think this the league. And what I hinted with at the beginning is I think they could easily be a six-win team. They could win 10 or 11 games. Alan Bowman could look like a Heisman Trophy camp 
five, six games into the season, and then all of a sudden you, you turn around and the team's six and six. The the range of outcomes for Oklahoma State is is wide. I think they're they're at least a six win team. I don't think they win any less than that. But I, I think they could they could win eleven games. They could go undefeated. It would not surprise me with the league, their schedule, and how crazy they can be, especially when overlooked. When they come in with people watching them, they can underperform. But when no one's paying attention to the Cowboys, that's when they're at their best. So there is is a lot that can happen for this Oklahoma State team. And so, I yeah, I don't disagree with this comment at all. It's spot on. They are the most con- – I, I wouldn't even say the entire league, as in the Big 12. They're the most confusing team in all of college football. I don't think anyone can predict – what they're going to do. And then you look at next year after you and Texas are out of it, and you're looking at adding teams like Colorado or Arizona, Arizona State, or UConn, what that is going to do, who is going to be the new king of the Big 12, is it Oklahoma State? Uh, and then, you know, you talk about Mike Gundy. Uh, he, he made some comments uh, in an interview with The Athletic uh, about – disappointing and losing control where he he said some choice words but the the reply to that wasn't what I found interesting it was uh how he kind of ended the article where he said uh that you know if you want to fire me fire me uh because he's not going to change who he is um so (laughs) who is Mike Gundy uh inconsistent is who Mike Gundy is so we'll see what happens this year as an Oklahoma State fan it is a roller coaster it is always a roller coaster and for some reason it feels like all the sports are a roller coaster. I took the wildest ride in last season. Six and one for football, finished the season terribly. Basketball goes on a seven game win streak at one point, then loses five in a row to in the in the season. Baseball has losing streaks. Softball starts the season thirty nine and three, and all of a sudden uh, only wins eight games the rest of the season or something uh, something like that. Uh, and, and so it, oh, being an Oklahoma State fan is, is a crazy time. It's a crazy time. And it's going to be what's going to feel like a long summer as we wait to start the new season with a new look Big 12 that it's going to change again once we're through this season. Uh, but like I said, Oklahoma State could win six games, they could win ten games, and they could fall somewhere in between because they are – that much of a wild card in that my opinion and what will a senior guy like Alan Bowman who was a part of a very good culture last year uh, a Michigan team that made it to the final four and then is familiar with the big 12 knows high flying offenses pairing that with Mike Gundy how's that going to look who's going to be a superstar on the receiver side there are several things that could go into this next season that make Oklahoma State have a great season there's also a lot of things that could go wrong and make Oklahoma State have a bad season and put Mike Gundy right back on the hot seat again thanks for listening to the Pokes podcast part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network